0: Welcome to episode number 27, Helping Your Conscious Self to Know You're Okay. This is an interview with Vered Kogan. Verity is an awesome career coach I met on LinkedIn. We were originally scheduled to interview in April, but as you know, I had to postpone things due to my husband's surgery. When Verid and I finally got together, it was so uplifting and encouraging to speak with her. I'm not sure if I felt that way because of what I had been through, but as I listened again before uploading, I was still inspired. Verdi was laid off in supply chain and was paired with an awesome career coach. She decided to do something different and went into marketing. In this podcast, we'll talk about how mindset is always the key to getting what you want, how to listen to your heart to guide you to the right place in your career, and so much more. This podcast is in two parts, and part two will be available next week. Plus, there's a bonus interview that will be available after part two has been uploaded. If you'd like the bonus before part two is available, email me at janola at gebjohnson.com and I'll send it right over to you. There's some juicy stuff in this bonus episode. But before we get started, I wanted to invite you to join my Patreon membership. You can join for as little as $1 a month or up to $5 a month. I have three tiers you can join. and $5 tiers. The $1 tier, you will receive a personalized thank you from me. The $3 tier allows you to get 5% off of any product within the GEB Johnson store, and the $5 tier will allow you to get 10% off of anything in the GEB store. I have a goal of $200 within the next 20 days, and I'm asking you to help me. Once I reach that goal, I'll have an episode on Ask Me Anything. In this episode, you can ask me questions that are about my business, about careers, starting a business, whatever you want to know. So head on over to patreon.com, search for the GEB Johnson podcast, or go to gebjohnsoncom forward slash podcast and donate today. One last thing please leave a review and rate the show this helps me improve the show so review the show on your favorite platform let's dive on into this episode welcome to geb johnson podcast with your host Janola johnson here you will hear about finding the right career to fit your purpose and mastering your mindset this is where you will learn how to take control of your life and make it happen I do appreciate you coming on the show, the G.E.B. Johnson podcast, Varied, and we have uh, Varied Kogan in with careers. So can you tell us about yourself, Varied?
1: Of course, I'll be happy to. I'm a career and executive coach and a speaker, and I help people to um, figure out what it is that they want to do in their life, what brings them... Um, those good feelings, what is aligned with their purpose, so they can feel energized to go to work, so they could really love what they're doing. And of course, to help them release any resistance uh, to that goal, because some of us, all of us, have certain programs that we hold on to from a very young age that sometimes unconsciously block us from taking the actions that we need to to move forward. So I help people to get clear on what they want, overcome that resistance, and of course, help them to take those actions, keep them accountable, keep them focused, um, so that can create the lasting changes that they want in their life.
0: Okay, okay. All right, so how did you get started with this?
1: Uh, that's a good question. So I would say, <laughs> you know, cause I, my background initially was engineering. I'm a civil oh, engineering, wow. so <laughs> very different. Uh, but really, it all started when I was working as a consultant, as a management consultant, and I got laid off. There was a merger that was going on, and about 26, 25 or 26 of us got laid off, and I was paired with a career coach. I was given a six-month program, outplacement program, and that just transformed my life because I got to experience firsthand what it's like to have a coach, what it's like to have someone... Uh, really believe in you and help you to see outside the box you know and it's not someone who's a loved one because of course we have many people in our life that want the best for us and want to support us but a coach with the tools that they have um, and of course the you know coming from uh, a truly caring place um, allowed me to see beyond what I could see was possible for me Mm -hmm. and uh, that experience was such a life-changing experience that then several years later, I chose to pursue that path. So what did you move into with the coach? Good question. So I was working as a management consultant at the time in supply chain management, change management, that type of work. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to travel anymore. Um, You know, I wanted to um, have better balance in my life. And I thought, what would be the coolest, funnest job on earth? And I realized marketing, I wanted to be in marketing. It seemed so cool, you know, to go and, and, you know, work on these really awesome brands and, you know, we do really fun things. And uh, so I did, I um, ended up working for Kraft, Kraft Foods and Maxwell House and Natural Cheese and really had the coolest job on earth and loved it.
0: Okay. Okay. So that was a good transition. Your coach helped a lot.
1: Oh, He he did. And (laughs) And he did. His name was Michael. And I think what he helped me most with was my mindset. Mm. Because, like most of us, no matter how successful we've been um, or are, there is always a little part of us that believes we're not good enough. And especially when we're looking to transition into a different kind of career. So, either whether it's a different industry doing the same thing, the same occupation, different industry, or you know, a different occupation within the same industry or both new occupations, yeah. and new industry, i yeah. yeah. um, there, are, there are some programs that, you know, again, come from, I'm also a hypnotherapist now, so I know a lot about the unconscious mind. I'm a trainer of neuro-linguistic programming. And I know that the, the thought patterns that we have about ourselves and others are really what determine whether we move forward and achieve what we want to achieve or not. Mm -hmm. And so what Michael helped me with was really to believe in the possibility that even though I'd never been in marketing before, Mm -hmm. um, really just took a few marketing classes as part of my MBA program, but never having done that, that I could do it, that it's possible. And the moment I believed it was possible And I changed that story, everything else became possible. I was much more motivated. When I was in interviews, I showed up with a certain energy because it's all energy, it's how we show up. It's not, yes, words are important, but words are only 7% of communication. 38% of tone of voice and 55% is body language. So someone in an interview could have, you know, been practicing just the perfect words but if there's some incongruency with how they're delivering that because they themselves don't really believe they can do the job or that they really want to work there or if there's some other resistance, that's going to show up. And mm-hmm. the other person's unconscious mind will pick up on that and will be like, hmm, I don't really trust this person. I don't know. I can't quite pinpoint it. Right? That's why interviewers make their decisions in a heartbeat. Right? Oh, okay. The decision comes from here. It comes from the heart which actually is a neural network. It comes from our, our heart brain and not from <laughs> here, right? Yeah. 80, to 80 to 90% of communication is going upwards. So mm-hmm. what that means is that interviews make the decision based on how they feel about the person. And okay. then they justify that with the resume and the experience and all those things okay. that we believe the decision is based on
0: Whether the person is actually qualified or not, they okay. still justify it with- That's the right.
1: There, their conscious mind needs that evidence. So for some people, the evidence could be that they've done a similar job and, you know, that they did great, or uh, it might be that they have the transferable skills, or it might be, you know, who knows, everybody's got a different, what we call evidence procedure, Procedure, but most people, most interviewers, most recruiters like to see that, of course, there is enough evidence that the person can transfer into a new role, or if they're, of course, looking to do what they've done before, that they can do the job at the level that they're applying. To do it at okay um, but it it uh, really is a game of alignment more than anything else I believe career transition it's about knowing what you want and aligning your internal world with that so and a
0: lot of people are not excuse me a lot of people are not familiar with what they really want
1: that's right they can't
0: align with anything
1: <laughs> if they yeah. don't know what to align with <laughs> Totally. And it's, and it's a catch 22 because for, for you to know what you want, you have to be in a more coherent state. And what that means is not feeling that resistance. Some of those negative emotions, especially Mm -hmm. some of us who've been laid off or, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's, there's, there are emotions, right? There's anger, there's sadness, like with any change, you know, there's shock at the beginning right? When we don't expect that to happen, there's true. Uh, some resentment, there's some irritation, there's frustration, you name it, right? All of the above denial, we kind of go through this change curve. And that's, and that's typical. And most of us don't know that. So we tend to judge ourselves for feeling down. And then that gets us even more down. Um, but really, it's a game of understanding what it is that we want, and then aligning with that. But like I said, when you're in that negative place, when you're just feeling just a lot of self-doubt and worry and fear, because it's a very vulnerable place to be from a financial perspective, from an identity perspective. And um, you know, it's hard to create from that state. So what I train people is first of all, to get their mindset in check, which means to feel better, to feel more of those positive emotions so they're more coherent, they're thinking more clearly, and they're able to make decisions about what they want that um, are truly going to be fulfilling and aligned with uh, the kinds of experiences that they've, and education that they've gained so far.
0: Yeah. Okay, so speaking on the mindset part, what kind of things do you take your clients through to help them?
1: Mm-hmm. So one of the the simplest things that your listeners can do is to um, fill in the blank on this question is to say, I want a new job, for example, or in some cases, people who want to start their own business. I want to start my own business, but and then just notice what completes that sentence. And those are all limiting beliefs, but maybe it's taking too long, but I've done it before and it didn't work, but I'm not experienced enough, smart enough, credentialed enough, young enough, old enough, you name it, right? We all have those programs. And, and then for every one of those programs, to so just pause and say, hmm, how true is that? Right, like I hear a lot, you know, I'm too old to change careers or too old to go into this. And you know what? Lots of clients that I've had have been at a later stage in life and have landed amazing jobs without necessarily having the perfect experience. It is a mindset. It's when you believe that you can, and you articulate that in networking conversations and in interviews, people believe you, even if the resume doesn't align perfectly like somebody else's resume, because they trust you, they feel good with you, and they know that you're capable of learning what you need to learn to do the job really well. Right. And they can see themselves, you know, hanging out with you and having a conversation with you in the hall. And it feels good. It feels good. It feels safe. Mm -hmm. And when it feels safe, then they think, again, it's not a conscious thing, but there's a there is a signal going up to their brain saying, yep, this is the right candidate for us. Okay. So, um, so really, is understanding what are those programs? What are those stories? Lousy stories that we tell ourselves. And a belief is just a story that you've told yourself over and over again it's and true. again and again until you believe it to be true, right? And most of us have the "I am not," you know, fill in the blank enough, or I can't do this, or I can't do this quickly enough, or. I want this, but, you know, this job is going to mean that I'm going to be away from my kids or my spouse or my family or or not have enough time to work out, right? But there is this conflict. There is this inner conflict where consciously we want something, unconsciously we're not aligned with it because some little part of us may not believe we can do it or believe that it's going to truly uh, be good for for us and for our family because it might harm us in some way. And when there's any of that resistance, our body goes, "Mm mm-mm. I'm not doing it. I'm not making that change, right? Because, because our body wants to keep us safe. That's our number yes, one. True. It's number one job, right? The time directive <laughs> of the unconscious mind is it to keep is. us safe. It's not <laughs> to keep us, you know, happy and, and fulfilled. It's to keep us alive and safe. So when that happens, right? Unconsciously, there, there's a part of us that goes, Mm-mm, not happening. And then we start to self-sabotage. Well, we don't go to the networking event or all of a sudden, you know, we start to feel a little sick before an interview, but it's, it's not, it's from, it's from here. It 's our body trying to keep us safe, so if we can help our body feel safe, our unconscious mind saying it's okay, this is what I want. I know it's a process, anything new takes a little bit of time, right? We have to build this, the neurocircuitry for that and build the new skills, but it's okay. I'm choosing to do this I'm safe. and when we have those conversations, very loving conversations with our unconscious mind, which is the part that pretty much controls everything that we think feel and do, right over ninety five percent of that then then we're giving ourselves permission to be who we were truly meant to be, mm-hmm. who we truly desire to be. Not what we believe in our little box because we've been told that we can do A, B, or C, right? We can expand possibilities.
0: That's true, that is very true. This sounds similar to a lot of the Genshin um, the badass, your mm-hmm. badass story. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And also, um, who is the other person I was listening to? I can't think. It was somebody last night that I was listening to because I, I do fo- focus on, and I know that controlling the subconscious. I know it was Dwayne Dwyer. D- is it Dwayne? Dwayne Dwyer? I can't oh, remember. Wayne, Wayne Dwyer? <laughs> yes, him. I was listening to him on YouTube last night because I decided that uh, one, his videos are almost 90 minutes. So I was like, okay, oh <laughs> this is perfect before, right before bed. I can listen to 20 or 30 minutes before I fall off sleep. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that the last thing I hear is something positive. I don't want the the, I should have done this today, or I didn't do that, or such, you know, someone hurt my feelings, or I don't want any of that, I'm very conscious of that, and so Mm -hmm. I try to, you know, do, uh, uh, like I said, the Jen Sincero's books, I don't want to call them stories, but they, you know, the book, Mm -hmm. anything that is positive to help the subconscious, because, I mean, I'm human, I have those Maybe I shouldn't do that. Even mm. starting this, I mean, I'm I'm an educator. I come from teaching um, ESL and mm. children English. <laughs> I did hire people. I wasn't in, in administration in education, so I hired people, and I knew working with adults how hiring could be and how careers can be, and especially in education careers. But as far as being a career coach, (laughs) I had no idea, but I knew I could because I've been a coach before Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had the belief that I could help someone. That's right. You know, I may not be able to do everything that a certified coach can do, but I can direct you in the right place. So, and I know where I am. I know the lane that I need to be in to help. Mm-hmm. And I'm very comfortable with that, so I know that interviewing is not a, something that I'm strongly in. I'm not going to coach anyone in interviewing, <laughs> so I, I am real with that. But you know, there are other things that I can help you with for sure mm-hmm. that I know I'm very strong in. So yeah, yeah and I,
1: how I, how do you know that uh, you might not be very strong in interviewing in
0: interviewing? Because. Interview. <laughs> a lot of the interviews that I've had, I didn't get. So I'm like, okay, I'm not good at that. (laughs) But then, you know, but you know, the more I have been researching the phenomena of interviewing and the strategies of interviewing, I'm thinking, okay, well, that was where I made a mistake at that Mm -hmm. interview. Or even in some places when I walked into the office or location, I was thinking, the energy is not right here. And then I kind of did self-sabotage for them not to hire me. I just didn't feel right. Just the energy just didn't feel right. I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy working here. Okay. So, you know, because I do know that not only is the person that has the job looking at me for the job, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking at them to say, okay, am I going to be happy here? Because Mm -hmm. no one wants to spend eight hours a day somewhere that they're
1: miserable on purpose
0: (laughs) so you know yeah
1: so so this is a brilliant example thank you for sharing this with your Mm -hmm. viewers because first of all you're demonstrating the fact that we can do anything Mm -hmm. right we really can right so there was this podcast you would never done it before you didn't know but you believed you could because it was some other things that you've done and or maybe you've seen other people also who maybe started out kind of like you and, and were able to do this and and, and your unconscious mind believed it. And so you made it happen. You took all those actions. I'm sure you got some help and you, you did what you needed to do. And you're still learning. Yes. And, yes. And, and at the same time, notice that, you know, when you went in for some of those interviews, you sensed, you had a feeling that it wasn't the right fit, right? And that feeling is really important. You know, a lot of people will still go and of course they'll, they'll have the interview, but then they might even accept the job If they are got the offer, even though it doesn't feel right. And what I know to be absolutely true is that that information that comes from the feeling, that comes from the heart, comes from a deeper place in us. That's from our unconscious mind. Our unconscious mind speaks to us through emotions, through our body. And so if our body doesn't feel it or if we're, you know, because we're not feeling good about it or we emotionally feel some resistance that's an indication to pause and say hmm like you did right what what is it about this maybe i'm not really interested in this maybe Right? Because eventually that'll that'll catch up, right? Your, your unconscious will. mind will continue to get that message to you. And what happens is what happens is that a lot of people don't get the message. They don't listen because they're in their head and they don't listen to what's coming from here. So they continue to do the job and continue to do the job and you know reject this. But a lot of people, you know, start to have a lot of stress and then the stress builds and then all of a sudden, you know, physical ailments and then right, all of those kinds of problems that you and I have talked about at the very beginning of our call today. Yeah. So, and so what that means is that it's really important to pay attention to our emotions. Absolutely important to say, hmm, what am I feeling about this? How does this feel? Because that's information. Very important information. So, um, so you know, can you do interviews? Well, of course you can. Of I know. Of course you can. Exactly. You know this. Right? <laughs> the question is, do you want to? That's another that question. That is the that's the question. That is that's really hard. the question. I like what
0: I do now. <laughs> So that means that I won't be able to, well, I probably, I can, I could do both, but yeah, you know, if I really stepped into a position that an ideal position that I would love to have, I would not probably have time to do the things that I really love to do. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't love what I'm doing on the job, but I really love doing this with my business. So yes. yes.
1: So, it's, so again, it's that inner conflict. I mean, that's why it's really important to know what we should become conscious of what we really want even more. That's true. And so we're not even going to these interviews and like you said, self, self-sabotaging ourselves, you know, and, and that's what's really important to be deliberate, to be very intentional when we're job searching or even considering whether to change jobs. Um, really, really important to ask ourselves, what's most important to me in the context of my career? And to list that and actually prioritize that, put them into order of most important to least important. Thank and you know you. what? The top five or six values, the top five or things, six things that are most important to us in the context of our job, work, career, whatever we call it, those are the things that we need to base our decision on. Will this value be honored or not? So if someone has a value, well, let's, what's one of, one of your values? What's really important to you and what you do?
0: For me, yeah. what I enjoy, one of my values is I want to be a service to others. Whatever mm-hmm. I do, I want to help others. Um, so, you know, I try to share as much as I can in my podcast and even in my blog posts. I share information. Um, I just finished a, po- a podcast earlier this morning on another um, way for people to have their own business. So, you know, I I know more I know about this information. I've researched it. I've mm-hmm. done it myself. So, I know the pitfalls in it. And, you know, I want to share because I know a lot of educators are not happy where they are mm-hmm. and want to change. But a lot of them are stuck and not mm-hmm. sure where, which direction, and many of them think that they cannot go in another industry. And you just mentioned, you can do anything you want to do. And as educators, they don't realize that they have all these skills. They could be a CEO of a company. That's right. They have the skills. They're managing 30 kids. <laughs> so Absolutely. Absolutely. You can manage a business easily. And you probably right. find it easier to manage a business than the 30 kids.
1: Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> And, and this is where values comes in, because if they pass to say what's most important to me and maybe, you know, uh, you know, influencing other people, having that impact. And kind of like you in service, but in a leadership role where they you know, are managing a team, managing an organization, then 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 at that point, they could say to themselves, OK, if this is what I want, what will it take? me to do this what will it take well maybe it would take me you know taking some kind of a a executive you know leadership training course maybe or even an mba course or EMBA. mba maybe it'll take me speaking to a few uh individuals who have used to be educators and shifted into more of a corporate leadership role maybe you know and kind of see what worked for them maybe it's going on google and doing some research on that maybe it's hiring a coach to help to overcome any inner resistance that I might have to that or to clarify what I want. Maybe it's in doing a leadership assessment, understanding what might be some gaps so that I can take action to fill those gaps. But whatever it is, if we don't um, first acknowledge what's important to us and then ask ourselves that question, hmm, what would it take? Our brilliant, loving brain will never give us the ideas because if we're focused on I can't, or, you know, I don't know anybody else who has, or any of those lousy stories, we will never be able to create what we truly want, because we will always be in the past.
0: This ends part one of helping your conscious self know you're okay. We'll air part two of Verdi's interview next week. Don't forget We'll have the bonus episode available via email only at Janola at gebjohnson.com. Subject bonus with Varied. Join my Patreon list and I'll see you next week for part two with Varied Kogan.